This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Tasmanian metal god Psychroptic's new album, As the Kingdoms Drown, is available November 9th via Prosthetic Records. Decibel hails the killer songs inside. Angry Metal Guy says 15 years later, Psychroptic have finally delivered an album that lives up to the brilliance of the Scepter of the Ancients. Visit store.prostheticrecords.com to order. One more time, Psychroptic's new album, As the Kingdoms Drown, out November 9th, store.prostheticrecords.com. On January 25th, King A-10 will continue their assault on your senses with their newest release, Suicide King. Available on CD, vinyl, and digital download. Frontman David Gunn says, This is what your favorite band's favorite band sounds like. What does that even mean? I think he's saying King A10 is what your favorite band aspires to be. But it could also mean that if your favorite band is Metallica, whose favorite band is Motorhead, well then by default, King A10 sounds like Motorhead. But how would they know who your favorite band is? King A10 is probably tapping your phone. You are King A10's favorite fan, whose favorite band is the band that's comprised of fans of a band that are also in a band that also has fans. Reorder King A10 Suicide King today, which is after yesterday, but before tomorrow. I walk through the graveyard like the. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, everybody? It is I, your host, uh, Petr Speich. I am always joined by... Stop, collaborate, and listen. It's Brandon Gooch on. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at your buddy Gooch. Shut up. <laughs> and... Jocelyn Sharp. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jocelyn Sharp. And uh, this week, guys, I got an interview with Trevor Phipps from Unearth. We are here to talk about the new record, Extinctions, which is coming out November 23rd. And to let you guys know, they are on tour now with Fit for an Autopsy, The Agony Scene, and Traders or I Am as openers. Make sure you guys pick up tickets. Make sure you pre-order the record. But before we get to my interview with Trevor... I just want to say this about the new record that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be my new favorite record that was recorded by a band that was in a recording studio that's probably recorded by a sound engineer <laughs> who probably has many bands that he's a fan of and those bands have yeah, fans. Yeah, do you know yeah, that's probably going to sound like what my favorite sound engineer sound engineering sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, which leads us to our next the story. So let's jump into the metal sus, <laughs> sucks. Let's jump into the metal sucks new stories guys. King A10 announced a new album, a released a new song. We wrote a nice little bit about it, but the quote that David Gunn gave, we just can't let we can't let this pass. This is what he says. This is what your favorite band's favorite band sounds like. Brandon, what does that mean? Go. That means uh, I really don't believe in myself, so I'm going to try and talk myself up into believing that I believe in myself. 
That's even more confusing than his state. (laughs) Go ahead, Jocelyn. I think this means that somebody took too many mushrooms and Mm. then tried to think of something smart to say. This sounds like something like your stoner friend would say, like to try and explain how good a band is. Like, bro, it's like your favorite band has a favorite band and it's like that band. Dude, you know what? Dude, it's like, uh, here, try this ice cream. It's Ben and Jerry's favorite ice cream. (laughs) But what he's doing is he's saying the same phrase back to back. So this is what your favorite band's favorite band. So that's like me saying like, this is your Doritos Doritos. But you know what's funny is if you go into like the comedy world, if mm-hmm. somebody's called a comics comic, like your favorite comics, Ooh. favorite comic, mm-hmm. it's usually a comedian that doesn't get a lot of laughs yes. from audiences. Yeah. So in other words, basically what <laughs> he's saying comics is... comics love them. Yeah. What he's like, saying is we're shitty, but bands like us. But why do we love... And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on Jocelyn's point here because it's, it's perfect. And why do we love that one comic that's that's like the comics comic? It's, uh, it's because... They are bombing so badly and they're using and usually they're saying things that are like, you know, it's it'll be some crazy abortion joke or some transgender joke or like, you know, all these taboo topics. Edgy stuff. Yes, exactly. Things that that are being deemed edgy, you know, and that's basically what it is. And, you know, when you listen to these guys, King 810, I mean, yeah, they're edgy. Are they? On the edge of the toilet bowl. Boom! No, I don't know. It I'm gonna, smelled I'm, like what my favorite shit, shit, favorite <laughs> shit smells like. <laughs> it smells like the shit that the cow if that my I shit ate could shit. shit. I, I, you know what? I, I don't disagree I with them being a bad band, but your joke, like I really feel like I'm going to edit that out. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now that you said thank you because you're embarrassed about it, keep it in. Yeah, it. <laughs> That's how I roll. When I, when I see the shame in Brennan's eyes, I'm like, yeah, I, like I'm just to, like, I like to what? leave shame in the episodes. Mm. Petty Petter. I Petty, know, wow. Petty Petter. Petty Petter. <laughs> Spitech coming at That's you. That's a new character on exactly. Metal Sucks. Ooh, it's fabulous Spitech. <laughs> we need a sound cue for Petty Petter, oh, yeah, like like Swiper on Dora. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, check out your favorite band's favorite band. <laughs> so check them out. Make sure that or check out your favorite band's favorite band that sounds like I don't know. Anyways, okay. just the, oh, the, the weirdest quote ever. Idiot. But somebody out there got it. No. Or maybe we're just maybe we just don't understand things. But moving on, here's another thing. No, that, I understood. We understood what he was saying. <clears throat> it was just like, come on, bro. It, it was fodder for a good bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> liked that. Yeah. So thank you, King. He Aten. opened it up. You can't tee us up and then get you know. It's, mm-hmm. We're gonna hit it. Thank, thank you, guys. Uh, King 182. So, <laughs> sorry. I mean, blink 810. Whatever. I don't know. I just. <laughs> So anyways, uh, next news story, guys. So Slayer's Tom Morale. We all love Slayer. Uh, he started a little bit of controversy again because he did a pro-conservative social media kind of post. Now, here's the, here's the issue with the post is that there is an ongoing thing in this world that we keep dealing with and hear every single day in the media is that conservatives are sane and liberals are crazy. See what I'm saying? But there's extreme versions on both sides. We can say that. Everybody knows that. And we talk about that, me and Trevor, in the interview coming up. But the point is, is that Tom Mariah, he posted this on... Uh, his Instagram, and I'm just going to read a couple of these things, and you guys tell me what you think. One of the things that says, if a conservative doesn't like guns, he doesn't buy one. If a liberal doesn't like guns, he wants them all guns outlawed. So in a way, you're saying, here's a sane result, and then here's a crazy my way uh, mm-hmm. result, right? Next thing. If a conservative is a vegetarian, he doesn't eat meat. If a liberal is a vegetarian, he wants all meat products banned for everyone. Uh, what I don't understand is, why is Santa Claus mad? <laughs> He's not mad. Whose grandpa is this? Come get your grandpa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who let yeah. their grandpa mm. have Twitter? 
If a yeah. conservative decides he needs health care, he goes shopping for it or may choose a job that provides it. A liberal demands the rest of us pay for his. I want to take a knee to this stupid thing that I he's saying it. right now. It's like the weirdest <laughs> angry poem. Well, <laughs> is it, is it the problem, the one-sided? Like, is, why it, why are you pretending yes. like that's... I, we, we talk about this constantly on the show. If you generalize anything, anyone, or human beings, and you don't treat them as individuals, you look like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah Because, yeah. no, friend, not every conservative is what you're saying, and not every liberal is what you're and saying. And on top of that, dude, his bandmates hate Trump. Yeah. So it's like, so we're, basically, we're gonna, so you're gonna, causing we, more and more, you're causing yeah. discord, and you still have a lot of tour left. They added more tour dates to their, to their you know, big ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Like, why would you even say that? I feel like he's the kind of guy that doesn't, understand like he just doesn't get things like he's probably the kind of dude that was talking to a woman and be like like i loved you so i followed you around for six days i think what happened like, you was, haven't even looked at me the I, whole time and yeah. you're like you're not getting what's wrong with this I, situation I, I think why tom Araya because that's upset. that's my favorite lady's favorite lady yeah so <laughs> I'm, I'm all about following her yeah right? it's my favorite lady's favorite lady's my lady argument. likes her yeah right yes no it's like i get think what happened was is the reason why tom is so upset is tom Araya was probably hanging out in the north pole and the elves tried to unionize and he was like Santa what Claus come shit. on <laughs> <laughs> So the, the point is, is that uh, <laughs> with the the posts like that, I, I, these people are powerful people. They have people listening to them, obviously. Slayer. The post, like, how can you not read that and realize, like, well, I just don't understand why he's so angry. He works one night a year. That's Jeez. not. That's, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets paid in cookies. Uh, that's not even the issue. Like, my issue with this is this isn't even like wanting to start a dialogue. This yeah, is just a this statement is just you a big say. Finger. This is a statement you say that's basically like. You guys suck and we rule. Girls drool, boys rule. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's like I'm like okay, Tom. I, I I applaud you for thinking anybody wants a dialogue these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's know? true. Like, that's fair. Unfortunately, next story, more dialogue talk. Axel Rose, <laughs> yay, polar, polar right? opposite, yeah, polar opposite of Tom Raya. <laughs> he texts, you know, text he. What is it? Social media posted. Vote blue bitches. He now tweeted. Jesus. Was Christ. it a tweet? It is a tweet. That's a Twitter. That's a Twitter yeah. right there. Thank so you. he Twittered it. Did, nope. Just okay. tweet. Okay. He tweet. tweeted vote blue bitches. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to edit out my ignorance. Okay. No. It in. I, now I, again, we're not saying, we're not going to say anything about political things. Cause you guys choose your own side, whatever fits for your thing. But like, I don't want Axl Rose. <laughs> He's well, like a villain. Yeah, first, like, off, first off, <laughs> let me just say this about, let me just say this. Number one, Axl Rose's post, nowhere near the vicinity as Tom Reyes. Like, I he's, agree. He's not pointing the finger at the other guys. Yes. He's just saying, vote this side. He's not saying, vote this side, because these guys are all crazy There's and stupid. There's nothing wrong with what he posted. Right, but What's it's wrong? Axl Rose trying <laughs> yes. to be the, the beacon, you know, like, of manners or whatever. You it's know what like I mean? your dad who's on unemployment giving you financial advice. Yeah, he's You're like, like yeah. no, thank you. You know what, invest in Amazon. <laughs> Oh, you sure, Dad? You still going to drink, drink that soup out of your boot? You know? <laughs> the guy that has made us wait for three hours to watch him play without the original band for years. Like, I, don't tell me what to do, dude. I don't think you have any kind of really? mindset. That's, that, that's, that's the he moral. He doesn't have a mindset of the people, man. No, that's, what, that's the morality part. He made me wait three hours Bro, for a show. I will Boo. never forgive him for that. That's bullshit. No, people how, have jobs dude, and give a fuck. He, okay? Dude, he was dropping N-bombs in his songs. He was beating the shit out of Stephanie Seymour. The guy, he kicked a guy in the face. No, I think it was a female photographer in the face because they took a picture is of Is that him. true? Or is yes. that the guy from Queens of the Stone Age? Yeah, but. It might not have, okay, I know he, I may, 
I don't know if he, that might've been the queen of the stone, but he did jump in the audience and beat the shit out of photographers. He's done it many times. Yes. No. My point is, is that like, Hey, Phil Anselmo, don't tell us how to vote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Good <laughs> point. Well, I mean, we yeah. love you, man. Yeah. You're the best. Oh, <laughs> Axel Rose. Anyways. Yeah. So uh, it just, just anything. Is it just me or is that anything political or like people that are telling me what to do makes me want to just stab someone in the face? Well, number can, one, how I about can, you don't tell me what the fuck it's not. It, first yeah. off, I, what I don't like is anybody that, that has been like been labeled heavy metal telling anyone that, okay, this is the way, you know, now you've become everything that you told me, you know, that, that wasn't right. Yeah. We're the underdogs fool. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now you're trying to tell me how to live. Like, who do you think you are? When I think of Axl Rose, I can smell dried spilled beer. So yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want advice from you. Like that's what, that's my brain's connection. Like dried spilled beer equals Axl Rose. All I'm saying is, is look, Axl Rose probably wouldn't let him around kids. Tom Reyes had many sit on his lap. And uh, tell him what they wanted for Christmas. Dude, I, did, I wasn't even following you. You didn't? As soon as he said lap, I was like, mother. I, you see, I see Jocelyn is with me. I had to get all the way to Christmas till Pete was like, oh, another Santa joke. You Jesus Christ. So Sometimes I got to spell it out. No, man. When, the, when, you, when you have to spell out the jokes, bad jokes. Look, <laughs> right, look so. you're being naughty right now. Okay. I don't want to be. I want to be. You nice. don't want to be on Tom Marais. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. I do not. He doesn't leave calling. He doesn't leave calling your stocking. Yeah. He leaves. Maybe I'm mad because. I do want to be. He lives. Guys. He leaves conservative <laughs> rhetoric in your yeah, stocking. Exactly. If you're a bad like, yeah, boy. he leaves Rush Limbaugh's book in your stocking. <laughs> uh, anyway, so moving on, guys, to the next story. Now, this story kind of hurts my feelings, but I have no reference to it. Uh, Pitchfork gave Greta Van Fleet's new record 1.6 out of 10 on a review. Mm. I don't care about this band, nor have I listened to them. Everybody what was the lowest s- review that that Led Zeppelin got on that same <laughs> album? <laughs> I highly doubt it's one point six. I don't. I highly doubt it's. Less than a seven. Here's yeah. my thing that I love about this, and I don't know why it's so funny to me. Because when I first read this, I uncontrollably laughed. Because one, the one point six is what gets me. Yeah. Because it's like almost two. It's like almost two, but they were like not quite there. But this is what I want to know. The math the was only, real. Yeah, yeah the, the only math. Way... They like did math. They like you suck enough for me to do math. Yeah. The, what I need to know. The bassist is... sounds a little bit like John Paul Jones on this track. Let's give him a point two. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this is what I want. Like, it's like, do you do you mark it into categories? And you're like, all right, they get like a four for, a, you know, a one for originality, a two for musicianship, three for lyrics, you know, and it's like you kind of like go down the list. Or is it like a bunch of friends and they they compile the stats? See, in guys, my, in, guys, let's that's dis- the only way you get a point six let's, is what I'm let's saying. Let's not discuss the number. Let's just discuss that it's a horrible, horrible review. It is a terrible let's just Let's go to that Look, part. I even understand one and a half, but the point six, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. point of the yep. oh, point one? Do you think that us three can't make 10 songs and get a 2.0 on Pitchfork? We 100% could. Fucking I will we mimic King 810 and get a 2.0. 100%. Like, like, this, this, is, this, this is, is a deep brutal. cut, but we could release a Briscoe County album and get a 2.0 mm, oh, yeah. hey, look, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I want to look up Attila's reviews yeah, on, exactly. on, uh, on uh, Pitchfork, and if you see 2.3, I'm going to be like, wow. Yeah. So, oh, God, so yeah. a 1.6. So how 1. much 6. of that is, is just pure hatred that this band stole Led Zeppelin's sound? and everybody's buying into it. Now, we have to realize we are, in general, a dumbed-down society just because it, it's just, I've been that's saying reality. This for you. I've been saying this for years, yeah. dude. When it comes to rock and roll, it, it was bound to start repeating itself. There's only so many sounds you can make when you have just a regular 
drummer, bass player, guitar player, singer. There's only so many sounds. There's only so many effects that you could put right. on those things now, you know, like uh, without, without doing the EDM thing. If we rewind back five or six years in the start of like the Black Keys popularity, we started to feel that turnover back from like the 50s and 60s blues style right. and then getting into like the, the heavier rock styles of the 70s and the late 60s. Like it's, it's li- we're literally like it's, it's exactly what's happening. Well, and another thing too, this is one thing that kills me. It's like rock is the only genre that gets that labeling you know what i mean like you listen to r&b bro are you kidding me these guys all sing exactly the same yeah sure maybe a little bit of a different pitch or whatever but it is the same exact fucking style no one attacks them but you're missing even, the point even here. even with black metal it's like dude it's like, like you mean to tell me that one guy's bark and, and growl is that much different from the next they're all kind of de- doing the same style you're missing the point here okay kingdom come came out after led zeppelin sounded just like led zeppelin nobody gave really a shit they were a little popular this this band completely stole the sound. There is no band that sounds exactly like Metallica that's going to break the charts. There is Nobody has ever stole, like, I mean... There is a band named thing. Creeping Death that sounds like Metallica. Is that a cover band? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick to your Santa Claus jokes. You are the fucking worst person. <laughs> so my point is, my point is, uh, yeah, any band that comes out and sounds exactly like Pantera probably won't sell you know no, I'm number with one you. of the charts i'm with you 100%. there has to be something to make them different and that's why this pitchfork guy is probably really upset I, i'll tell you what it is to me it's these guys are barely 21 years old they're young they're like 20 21 22 i mean they're very young and i think that's what it is like oh look at these young cute guys they're singing zeppelin and it's I, I think i think it's a novelty and it's gonna wear off definitely think it's a novelty type thing but we should be happy for him in the meanwhile and the fact that rock's getting some sort of push that's not like I don't know, disturbed. I, I, ho- okay. I hope that this teaches a whole new generation to like Zeppelin and like other bands like that. I, I yes. Let's see, Zeppelin will do that. That's, yeah, I, yeah I know. we don't really need them. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're saying, yeah. but I hope that these kids are smart enough to dig deeper like we all were when we started listening to what music. What Greta Van Fleet needs to do is ask Tom Araya. <laughs> no, no, for, no. No, okay. No. <laughs> Like I said, Black Sabbath, like Count Raven came out, sounded just like Black Sabbath. Are they hugely popular? No. You know, they're, they're a good, they're a decent band. But the point yeah. is, is that you can't completely mimic someone's sound and expect it to blow up. But it, it's working now because it's just a different time. And go ahead. But and a 1.6. 1.6 is mean. That's just like rude. That's just rude. <laughs> I really do think. I mean, just write, just like write I said. fuck you out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I really, your mama out of 10. I really yeah. think that when you usually, because, you know, we've seen the half, it'll get like three and a half songs. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a point five. I really do think that the extra point one is the biggest fuck you I think out of it's everything. it's the biggest fuck you, yeah. It literally is saying it's, like. You're not good enough for a two. Yeah. But. But you're barely above diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and Gucci's Tom Maria and Santa Claus wow. Joe. Wow. Which, by the way, we're killing. <laughs> For two thirds of for this audience, me for two th- and me, two thirds of this audience <laughs> rolled their eyes four times. You did five jokes. I did roll okay. my eyes while I was laughing, so I'm, okay. I'm in the middle. So there you go. Oh, so you eat a bag of shit, Pete. Talking to you, you did a diarrhea joke, and now I'm eating a bag of shit. No, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. You know, guess mm-hmm. what? Guess who's getting Rush Limbaugh's book and they're stocking? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you, motherfucker! Better watch out. Mm-hmm, you man. better not cry. Mm-hmm. Can always use a little bit of that. Uh, Tom Araya's coming mm-hmm. to town. Mm-hmm. All this is getting cut out. Yeah, no, it's not. No, it's not, dude. Fucking dude. Why is there shaming you? Is is there shame in you? I'll keep it. There's so much shame. There's so much. Look, it's written all over my face. <laughs> all right, guys. 
This month, Amon Amarth will release their new documentary and supporting live albums, The Pursuit of Vikings, 25 Years in the Eye of the Storm via Metal Blade Records. In addition to the retrospective documentary, the live video and audio component contains two different sets of 2017 Summer Breeze Festival in Germany, capturing the unit at their very best. Purchase your copies now at metalblade.com slash amonamarth. Once again, guys, The Pursuit of Vikings, 25 years in the eye of the storm. Make sure you pick it up, metalblade.com slash amonamarth. And with that, guys, let's jump into my interview with Trevor from Unearth. Everybody, what is going on? It's Petter with the Metal Sucks podcast. On the phone, I got Trevor from Unearth. We are here to talk about their new record, Extinctions, which is out November 23rd, and their tour of the United States, which is happening starting November 2nd here with Fit for an Autopsy and the Agony Scene. Now, Trevor, man, you open the new album lyrically with the phrase, not on our watch, we won't be bound to your prison, but very soon... You state, I see nothing but strangers. What have we become? Can you give us further thoughts on what you uh, feel and see that inspired those lyrics? Yeah, I'm seeing a, a rise in, in hatred and intolerance uh, from people that I, I, I didn't see it before. Um, it's, it's, it's been pretty quick. Um, I have family and close friends that never thought the way they think now. And they're, they're being fed a lot of fear from certain news outlets. It's like they're, they're being, they're being uh, programmed to hate other people that aren't like them. And you're seeing countries around the world vote for authoritarian-leaning uh, leaders uh, because it's, they're just the loudest voice. They're, they're saying that they can, they can fix the country's you know, ill wills alone, which def- definitely isn't the case. Democracy is not an easy thing. You have to fight for it, and you have to you know, be as well-informed well well informed as, as you can be it seems like, I'm not, I'm not sure what the exact cause of why people are just relying on, on the easiest route, but they are, and it's, 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 it's gotten to a very dangerous place right now. I like the statement you meant, be as well-informed as you can be, and that, my friend, is a hurdle. Do you find yourself being misinformed and, you know, like I said, adver- you said it, they're advertising outrage constantly, so we're going to get outraged constantly because it's kind of part of the advertising market now on what we're supposed to do. But the information, it's almost to a point, I think for a lot of people, that gets really frustrated that what is, what is legit? What is the truth? What isn't bias? Is, is, do you feel that? 100%. And actually, I'm not trying to equate the two. Um, but my politics have always been more, more progressive. Um, but that's besides the point. After the, the election, when, when Trump got elected, um, I, was, I was watching a lot of MSNBC uh, more more left leaning stuff and following things online that definitely were left leaning, and I found myself getting really enraged because all it was, was talking heads all the time, telling me to dislike this or dislike that. And it might have been well informed and within reason to feel that way, but the fact the fact of the matter was, it was a person telling me to feel that way. So once I realized how upset I was getting, I took a step back and I found the most boring, dry news outlet I could find, which is NPR, and they just give you the facts. They just tell you what it is. They, they offer the evidence a lot of times with audio and online is video if, if, you, if you're looking for it. And it's just like when I was a kid in, in the 80s, like the news was boring as hell. I didn't want to watch the news as a kid. One, because I was a kid. And two, it was boring. You had Tom Brokaw on there telling you stuff in a very monotone voice. He didn't tell you how to feel about it. 
and on both sides of the aisle, that's, 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 I think that's one of the main issues is that you have these talking heads every day telling you how to feel about something. Um, and I think that is just, it, that getting people, it's, it's, it's striking an, an emotion and people that feel a certain way, um, and it'll cater to their beliefs and really like reinforce them where all of a sudden a, 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 what might be a small issue is now to them a huge issue and they'll, they'll cause fights with, with, with friends and family over. Um, but like I said, I'm not trying to equate it. I, I do believe a network like Fox News does sell fear and propaganda to, to their fan base, uh, to, to, to their viewers on purpose. Um, and so I'm not saying they're the same, but both are guilty of, of not giving the news in, in the way that it should be given. I, I, I completely agree with you now, but the way uh, you nailed it with the, um, the way the news is given to us now, and that's every kind of news. I remember the Tom Brokovs and the Dan Rathers that you were talking about in the straightforward approach of it. But now, even if you watch news on sports, by the way, by the way, congrats to your Red Sox. And Thank if, you. If you're watching news on sports, the emotion is kind of what's what what fuels what's right you know if you do watch something like first take with Stephen a smith and and kellerman it's just the anger or actually it's any sports program that kind of fuels what's correct and what's not it's almost who's the loudest in the room wins it but that is almost what's motivating people to think that's how you win arguments instead of facts yeah i mean whoever talks the loudest and that's that's what politics have, have become mm-hmm. that's what the news has become and just just like you said that's what the sports programs have become and I can't watch it. I mean, it's, you put it on, and no matter what channel it is, it, they're just yelling over each other, and I find it ridiculous. It's like, man, I just want, I just want the news, and you know, I want to, I want to get informed and make my own, make up my own damn mind about it. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not, it's, it's a very toxic atmosphere right now, and um, I wrote a bunch of songs on, on, on the record about it. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and that's, and you, that's another thing is that when people yell, uh, it's almost programmed in us to get defensive and want to yell back, even if it's about a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. And <laughs> that mentality is what's kind of just fueling us day to day. And that's one thing I did want to talk about. Extinction is the new record. Like I said, guys, it's coming out November 23rd. Is that a lot of the previous Unearth records I felt. Um, had a personal message to them. Not every song, but like in general, it's kind of a personal growth with with you lyrically and things like that. This has a global message, and it's it's a more important statement. But how important is that for you and the band to to get this out there? Uh, for me, it's 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 very important. I've I've always had uh, lyrics on on the record that that dealt with world world issues, but this one in particular is really the entire record, um, just because of the time and place we're in. I'm an adult. I'm, I've got two kids. You know, I'm I'm really concerned about the future, and I want people to band together. I I, I don't want to fight, you know, left versus right anymore. I, that's 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 insane. We we're, we're, we we all live in America. The countries around the world that are still democratic, you know, they should fight for their democracies as well. And we, and we need to band together and get get informed, you know, and, and fight and fight for this country. And don't don't listen to the propaganda. And because I have a voice, I have a record where I, I can try to sell unity to, to people. Um, so I, you know, I felt that that was my obligation to do so. Very, very true, very fair. But we all feel, a lot of us here, especially in our scene, in our community, feel exactly like you do. It's powerful and it's strong that you, you come out and say something because being neutral in a face-to-face world is almost imperative for you not to get into some sort of conflict. And then that conflict happens online with a lot of people. Um, how do we take what we're saying in our message in a face-to-face world and promote that online? Uh, for me, it's just dialogue. You know, instead of fighting with a person online, you know, like, 
like I said, I have family that, that might think completely different and, and is following, you know, propaganda news that I, I don't I don't think they should follow. It's actually to, to sit down with them and talk to them about, about certain issues and, and ask them why they feel that way. If they have a certain belief, just look it up and, and offer them the evidence. They know you're, you're being lied to. This is the actual truth. Just like with, uh, let's just say, with the, with, with, with the caravan right now. Uh, people that watch Fox News, they all believe that it's an invasion of our country. But uh, to, to seek asylum in our country, that's a, that's a fully legal right that people have. The caravan that came, uh, I believe it was in March or April of this past year, it was, what, 1,500 people. And only 376 of them actually passed the test by our, our border patrol for fear of, of living in their own country. And after that, they have to go through a lengthy um, application process. And right now, to this day, only three people have passed that test. Be so that's definitely not an invasion. It's their legal rights to try and come here. And people on the left aren't looking for open borders. There might be a fringe group that might want that, but that's not what the, what the country wants. So if you're being told that an entire group of people are looking for open borders, then that you're being lied to. You should question that that news. Our, our line there, you just you try to offer as much information as you can. Uh, you give them links that it isn't just the story. You know, in, in today's world, we have so much video, so much audio that's just floating out there. So instead of the olden days, which was just like a newspaper and you have to believe the reporter, now there's actual video of things happening and, or, or, or audio, like I said. So you have the, the exact proof and the exact, the exact evidence of what you're looking for, further your point. Uh, and so that, that's the only way. And if, if they try to, if, if they refuse to look at it and call it fake news, then, then I guess that's their problem. But if you offer them the evidence, you know, you can get people one by one to try to all say clearly. I'm not saying everyone has to be left wing or everyone has to be right wing. Everyone should be more in the center and we'll have our own issues that we think policy should, should you know, which way policy should go. But to be a decent human being and to have empathy and care for your fellow human, we, we need to find that again. I feel like we've, we've lost that as a culture. Oh, compassion has, yeah, completely. I completely agree with that. Like, in, in understanding everything's a gray area and there's a compromise. I mean, what honestly in life is there no compromise to? You know, there's so few things. You know, yeah, very few things. Very few things, but it seems like we can't compromise on anything. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I do love the fact that you did mention that, like, the small percentage. You just said you broke down that caravan to three people, and yet it is being broadcasted. There's 373 million people living here in the United States. And you just brought it down to yeah. that kind of that kind of numbers, and those numbers go for most of the horrible things that are being um, broadcasted. It's a, it's a sliver. It doesn't represent us as a culture at all. So, if I if I were to re- recommend anything at all to anyone that's getting hyped up by the news, is don't watch the programs that tell you what to think. Just find the most boring, even killed news, and you're not going to hate your fellow man or even fellow countrymen. You know what I mean? So. It's, uh, it's all in a really hyper, hyper place right now, and I, I want to, to kind of calm down us to see more eye to eye. Completely agree with that, man. So let's let's segue on over to you guys who are on the final version of the Warp Tour this summer. How important do you feel that festival was for bands the last 25 years? I mean, that tour was huge. It was, all, it was its own traveling city every day. That was, that was our first full Warp Tour. Uh, we did three shows back in, I think it was 2001 or two, when we were first getting up with what was touring. So it wasn't at the scale that it is now um, quite yet. Uh, it, was, it was even big then. But this is literally, it's thousands of people go from 
every day in a traveling convoy. Um, they put on a show. It's the same stages, the same crew, same band, same production, everything. Uh, so it's a massive undertaking. And a, a lot of these bands and crew people that, that are on the festival, they really depend on Wolf Tour as part of their career. So for them, I know that it's, 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 it sucks for them that that's going away. But, I, you know, I hope for all of them that it, it kind of spawn a career and more of the club circuit as well. Um, but the tour was awesome. Every show was packed. Um, they packed out the uh, metal stages um, for us each day, too. So it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And now there is no major touring festival in America, unless I'm wrong, like like OzFest. You guys did that back in the day as well. We were. We did that twice, 04 and 06. We did Sounds Underground, which yeah, would be amazing if they brought that back, because that was a killer festival. That's the best. That was um, like my favorite, yeah. I know this, but as for outdoor festivals, I don't know of any touring festivals. Uh, we have Summer Slaughter, of course, uh, a couple other more, like the, the, club, the, the club festivals. But I think that might be it, the, the outdoor ones. So with that gone, with that, like you said, that caravan of, of bands coming to town, almost like that circus approach, like the Carney approach of like just bands everywhere, the Odds Fest, the Warped Tour, with that gone, how much does that hurt these younger bands without having that kind of massive appeal and audience? I mean, before those festivals start happening for us, I mean, we, we play club shows coming up, you know, we, we toured in the summer, just like we were touring in the winter, we hit up the clubs and the audiences weren't as big, but as you build your name in the club scene, you can have, you know, as good of a night on, on a stage in a small club that you would on, on a festival stage. I, I think the cream rises to the top in that, in that occasion, you know. So I think bands will still have, still have careers, but there'll, there'll be a lot of, a lot more traffic with, with club dates and more clubs to be filled up. So it might be more competition, but uh, yeah, I, think, I think bands will survive. Cool, man. So Unearth has been 20 years into the game. You guys have survived, and you're a, you're a big part of the new wave of American heavy metal, that whole movement. Um, and you guys have managed to maintain through all the ups and downs in that industry. Which band from your class of peers were you most surprised when they decided to call it quits? Well, Shadow's Ball hasn't officially broken up. It's taken a, a, a long break. Um, I thought that they were going to be around forever, touring uh, with us, you know. <laughs> Um, I know that, that, that John's an anthrax, so it, it creates an you know, obstacle. And uh, the dudes all have their own things going on. So that, that's understandable. I do think they'll come back at some point. See, I, was, I, was, I was surprised that they, they, they uh, slowed it to a halt. Uh, Chimera as well. Friends of ours for a long time. And uh, they, they seemed like a career band as well. I mean, one that would just be grinding until they were old and gray. And uh, we did one of their last tours uh, with them. And uh, yeah, those, those are kind of like the two that, that stand out the most. Now, with Camaro, you said you were on the, one of the last tours with them. Did you kind of see a big difference in, uh, on that tour compared to like maybe previous tours with them? Yeah, well, well actually, the, the last I think the last full tour we did with them was, I still think they had about two years left. We did some shows with them you know, post this, but the tour was Rob and Matt's last tour. Mm. Um, and Jim was already gone. Chris was already gone. So the makeup of the, of the band was, was drastically different. Um, great guys but that, that you know that they got to replace those guys but when you replace that many members it does kind of take away from the personality of, of the group and i think that, that's probably what happened with the band you know because i think all the records are, are killer and that's a good band whichever lineup you have you know but i think you can risk turning off your fan base if you if you change members too much and for our band we've been lucky to have me ken and buzz for the for, for 20 years mm-hmm. uh, we changed our drummer and bass player a few times uh, drummer more than a few times but uh we've had nick pierce that's uh 
is our current drummer for now um, just over seven years. And then Chris O'Toole has been our bass player now over four years. So we're a pretty sturdy lineup uh, as, as we stand now. One thing I did want to bring up about the new record, Extinctions. Now, you got the production credit on the record, if I'm not uh, mistaken. It's Will Putney for the entire record, but Adam D. did the drums. How did you get two major producers to help out on this record for you guys? We wanted to work with Will, um, and he wanted to work with us, because he, he says he's been a fan of the band for the past 20 years. Um, he, he wanted to, to, to bring out our strengths, uh, what he saw as our strengths on a record. And we were friends with Adam since before the band even started when he was in Aftershock. We, we went to Adam for drums because he's, he's also a, a drummer himself. And our drummer, Nick Pierce, is, you know, by trade, he's more of a, you know, progressive tech drummer. In this record, we, we wanted to peel it back a little bit from the, our last record, Watch the Rule, which is, as far as other records go, that's our, that's our tech record. You know, it's not in the scope of tech, but for us, it is more technical than anything. Um, so we wanted to kind of peel it back and we knew that Adam kind of reined Nick in and let him shine at the right times and uh, have, him, you know, have him pulled back at the, at the proper times as well. So we're, we're sure that Will could have done that, but we have such a long history with Adam that we went to Adam because we, we knew that he would nail it because he did that with Mike Justin on The Oncoming Storm. You know, at, at that time, Mike Justin was playing uh, with the red cord and his, his hands were all over the place. He was great. He was just a killer, you know, you know, death grind style drummer, but we need him to peel it back for our songs to make the, the groove parts hit harder. And Adam was great with Mike back then. So just, we want to kind of to, to grab a part of that history because we, we saw it work back then and we, we wanted to work uh, on this record. We kind of want to go for a mix of, of all the records and there are songs that, that, you know, that could have been on our first record, things, you know, that, but, you know, with a more of a modern twist. And we just kind of want to mix everything together um, the, the, what we do that the strong part of each record and then go for a couple different new avenues you know and just try to, to make, make something sound different because you know all the records do sound a little bit different we can tell that each record is on earth and I think there are a couple songs in this record that uh, at first listen you might not not think it's you, you wouldn't guess on earth nice man so recently uh, we're going to talk about Buzz made some headlines he tagged up a bus that you guys took on Warp Tour that stated uh, how much action he gets in the bunk and I guess his jerking off regimen uh, on tour is—is is that the strangest press you guys have ever gotten? I think so. I mean, I'm sure we had some weird press before, but that—that—that that, that wasn't that made headlines. I thought that was pretty damn funny, man. Yeah, he would, uh, you know, Buzz Buzz didn't didn't meet any any females all summer, so he he just was uh, having fun with himself in there. He tagged the bunk and uh, he made made the news. Now, when I, when I saw the picture, because it says Buzz from Unearth, like on the on the quote on this bunk, and for people that don't, don't know, it's something, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but it's something about like, I've masturbated so much here that the bunk, you, you might get pregnant from sleeping on this bunk or something like that, and then the suicide. Yeah, I, I, I think is, he said he, he, shot, he shot so much cum in this bunk that you might get pregnant. Dude, wow, that's that's much better. <laughs> and then the Suicide Girls took it for a tour, and they saw this picture. But it said his name, Buzz from Unearth. At first, when I saw the picture, I was like, "There's no way he wrote his name and everything like that." But he confirmed it, so it wasn't a prank. It was virtually his signature on that bunk. You know, what's funny about that is uh, our bus driver all summer was awesome, and I forgot something on the bus. So we we flew home from uh, South Florida, so went to the last show. And so a couple days later, I'm like, "Shit, I forgot that." So I texted him. He didn't write back. I was like, that's weird for George not to write back. But 
when I saw that news, I'm like, oh, it's because fucking Buzz tagged a bunk. You shouldn't do that to the bus. <laughs> so he's probably pissed at us. Sorry, so, George. <laughs> There's the apology for George. Has that ever happened before, you guys? So it's not a normal thing to get tagged on the bunk because it looked like it was in Sharpie. It does look like a Sharpie. Um, I've never tagged a bunk. I don't, I'm not sure any other dudes have tagged a bunk, but maybe Buzz has just been a, in a weird mood that day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else that has proof that Buzz has tagged a bunk, you got to get back to us on that. So, but the humor element yeah, right. and the fun of Unearth, man, that, that's what makes Unearth Live just such an important element. It's, you know, it's to your legacy, to your fans. I mean, how important is it to you to have fun being in a touring band? I mean, it'd be tough to, to tour without having fun. You know, like it's, you're out there sometimes for you know, seven, eight weeks at a time on a long grinding tour. Some shows are great, some shows aren't so great. So if you're not having fun, then it's just, just better off to go home, you know, and, uh, we kind of hit our stride in the early to mid 2000s when we found that you know, we can mix the proper amount of party with being professional and it just turn into a, a ripper on stage. You know, we were taking beer bongs, we were throwing beers at, at, at each other, having our guitar techs throw beers to us and shotgunning beers and you know, jumping in the crowd just, just to have as much fun as possible. Uh, we've, we've kind of toned down the drinking a bit because getting older, it's tough to drink as much as we did in our 20s. Um, but uh, we, we still have a lot of fun out there and, and put on the, the best show we can. So no more beer bongs on stage for the fans? I did witness that one time. I remember, I think it was at the, I think it was a DU Borger and you guys. I think that's when it was. But uh, Yeah, we did. There was, there was a few years where we did it on stage every show. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't retired it. It's just something that we don't do regularly anymore. Was there ever a situation where someone did a beer bong on stage and just completely messed it up or did anything crazy like threw up or anything i'm not sure anyone ever puked there's definitely a lot of foam coming out of dude's mouths and uh and not not having a fully successful uh chonger the best one i ever saw was on times underground 05 we were in san francisco and everyone backstage after the show was doing chongers and uh odorous says i'll do one he comes over and i guess he, he did a whole bunch of shit i guess he got like whiskey in there uh, there was cigarette butts. Like, he just went for the, the craziest genre, and he got it all down, and then he just looked at everyone's straight face, and then just watched the vomit everywhere. It was glorious. <laughs> and he, he, he won the best genre of that sort uh, by far. Cigarette butts, beer, we're talking whiskey, all kinds of stuff. And just immediately, he just... Everything. Oh, man. Well, it, 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 it looked like he was almost planning on it. You know, he just looked at us all, had a straight face, and then it was projected. It was like, it looked like a cartoon. It just came out like blah, everywhere. It was fucking off. That was 13 years ago. I could still picture it. Clear as day. Wow. Man, that's, that, that is awesome. So one, one thing I did want to bring up, man, before I get you off, off the phone here, is that you guys do have a music video coming out for the track One with the Sun. Can you tell us what the concept is behind that and everything? Yeah, the concept for the, the video is going to follow the lyrics. And so that song is about the, envir- the environmental crisis that we're, we're facing now and you know, that's only going to get worse in the future. So uh, that song, you know, that, that's what the song's about. And our director, director Tim, Tim Dennison, gave a, a pretty sick treatment that's going to really capture the ideas of the lyrics in there. I'm looking forward to seeing the final product. So, and we actually shot a, a, a second video um, that, that day as well for No Reprisal. And that one was actually funny. It wasn't our first choice to do a video for, but Central Media fell in love with that song. So... <laughs> They convinced us how strong that they, they, they thought the song was, so that would be the, the second video sometime probably next year. 
no reprisal super catchy man it's like track nine or something right it's like towards the end of the record but it's yeah i know exactly. yeah it's a, it's a song like before one with the sun and it, it you know when they when they did come come to us they you know the whole record's heavy this is you know probably the catchiest song in the record so you know it might it might get you know it might open up a, a few more ears you know it's not like it's a it's a ballad or it's light mm-hmm. it's just catchier you know in nature so the record you could argue it's the heaviest one, even though I think Watchers uh, of Rule is the most abrasive record. Uh, this one, it's it, it tuned down lower than all the other records. I was able to tap into more of a, a guttural range on this record than I have I've hit before. So, you know, to me, this this does feel like it, it, you know, it could be a contention for our actual heaviest record. At the same time, the intention was to write song, like 10 songs that could translate live. Um, whereas some records we have, you know, Songs are clearly made for the live show, and some songs are, are more meant for the for, for the record. Uh, but this one, I think each each song could, could wind up in the set. Let me ask you one last question, though, Trevor. Before we get out of here, um, next record cycle, man, far or it's a ways away. Could be three, could be four years. But what are you hoping with changes in America the next time you have to write a, a record? Um, I'm hoping that we, we come together more and we we set aside differences that really are small in the grand scheme of things. Um, the main thing that I, I want to push is that we need to, to, to really convince our politicians that, that climate change is a real thing. It's going to affect the planet in such a horrible way that we don't even know what's coming. You know, the storms are getting stronger. The coastlines are starting to disappear. We can have certain crops that, that we're used to consuming that we're not going to be able to have anymore. Um, if that gets worse and worse, we're going to see migration spike because people won't have a place to live anymore. It's going to cause the current norm of what we're all used to to drastically change and throw us into kind of a, a living hell. I'm not trying to have scare tactics here on my side. That's not the point. I'm just trying to get across the fact of how important this is that if, if you are left-wing or right-wing, make this a, 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 a point that we're all together on, you know, Stop allowing people to be bought and sold by big oil or by fossil fuels. Demand of your politicians, of your politicians, to take this seriously and to make the proper changes. Besides that, just, just again, just be more together. You know, get, get more well-informed. And I want people to, to not jump down each other's throats and, and, and name-call, you know. Call, you know, call, call someone who might be conservative a Nazi or call someone uh, uh, that, that dumb lib or, or dem or that lefty. You know, stop with the name calling. It's, it's childish. Let's get together and talk about this stuff as adults and figure out the best path forward because, you know, relying on authoritarian uh, rulers is not going to help us all. You know, we're, we're, we're one people and we need to come together and, and act with that. That's what the lyric E.P. Pluribus Unum at the, at the end of incinerates about. It's the old motto of, of the U.S., 1786. It's a out of many, one. And that's, that's what we need to be. You know, we have, have to be one unified voice on the, on the main things that, that, that matter to us. That's where I hope we are in, in you know, two, three, four years. I like it. It's positive. It's hopeful. And uh, I'll tell you something right now. I've said it a million times on this show. If you want to ever mobilize ignorance and stupidity, Keep calling people names because that's what mobilizes people. All right, you're calling me this because you write them off by calling them names, and then that's what gets them together. Mm-hmm. Right? Why should I even listen to you? You call me this, you know, and I completely agree with that. Exactly. Yeah, and, and both sides are guilty of that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's what is so infuriating. 
Um, and she's like, keep a level head, calm down, and act like a grown-up. You know, this, this, this name-calling stuff is bumming me out. I was seeing sides of people that I never thought I'd see. But yeah, that's, it's, it's, in a, it's in a horrible place right now, and I just want to change. And let's all, all come back together and have civil discussions and make, make a world a better place. Completely, man. Trevor, and we all agree with that for sure, guys, but I want everybody out there to make sure you guys come pick up Unearth's new records, Extinctions. It is out November 23rd. I've been living with it for like over a week, guys. I'm telling you, it is well worth it. Pre-order it today if you can. It's on Century Media. And don't miss them on tour with Fit for an Autopsy and The Agony Scene. They'll be on tour right now as we're speaking. You guys are here in this interview. So with that, Trevor, man, thank you so much for the insight. Thank you for the, like I said, just the the good words for the people to hear about our, our current culture out here and the record, man. Thank you for all that. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, look forward to the tour. Uh, we have traders opening the first half of the tour and I am on the second half. So we have a killer lineup the whole tour. So we'll to see people out there. I know New York is sold out for a show. I think the second show is going to sell out. We're playing a lot of small clubs. So we'll hope people come out, uh, support the tour, so support the record. And, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll be out there this year and a bunch next year. So we'll see you on the road.
Metal Sucks Podcast.
doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. And for special discounts, use the promo code PCJabberJaw. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go, www.rockabilia.com. And we are back, guys. First song you heard is off the new record, Extinctions, which is out November 23rd. It is by Unearth. It is called Incinerate. The second song, also by Unearth, off the new record, Survivalist. Make sure you guys check it out, pick it up, pre-order, and catch them on tour right now with Fit for an Autopsy, The Agony Scene, and Traders or I Am as openers. Third song you heard, guys, from a newer band. That band is called Stellar Circuits. Really dig this record. That song is called Nocturnal Visitors, new intro. And their new album, Way We Haunt, is out this November 9th, guys. Make sure you check them out. Really cool record. And with that, guys, I apologize for every Santa Claus joke, diarrhea joke, and everything. I apologize for I saw, nothing. No. I saw uh, Mommy kissing Tom Araya. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of kids in the 80s can say that. <laughs> the Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.